you haven't, uh, nobody's gotten registered yet because registration's not open. But for the first time in, in community church First Assembly history, we're going to be like early bird registration, everybody. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, you would think men's retreat, everybody gets registered on time, you know, because these guys are on it, right? No, men's retreat has registration at the door for the specific reason that most of those guys show up and say, hey, am I registered? We're like, no, dude, you didn't register. <laughs> so anyway, um, registration opens on the 15th, on January 15th. So guys, uh, please, please think about going. Um, dads, if you've got a, a, a son that you want to bring, come on. Uh, men's retreat is a great time. We gather, uh, we eat, come on. And so we do all that fun stuff. But the coolest thing about men's retreat is last year I just walked away. I was, I was standing next to Pastor Jason and and we were, uh, we were up there. We tried to get on the front row every service. And, and so I just, like, stepped back. And I was watching these guys worship. And they're singing. The, there's a song by Elevation Worship called Rattle. And if you know that song, it's kind of a louder song. And, and they're, they're like, Pastor, we got we to take that home and play it on Sunday morning. I was like, well, calm down, dude. Calm down. Uh, and so, but I was watching these guys worship, man. And then they just go to war. You know, go to the altar and and just there's something about and ladies, I appreciate you. And without without our women, I don't know what kind of we, we'd be in trouble. But there's something to me about a group of guys when they get together and just worship and um, and pray and, and, and just do that spiritual warfare stuff. And uh, it just blows me away. So, guys, if you've never been to men's retreat, we've got we've already got a healthy group. Um, getting ready to get signed up and go. And so um, please, uh, if you need more information, uh, check with me. I will get you registered. They do registration online. It's a little bit complicated, but I, I can get you registered. No big deal. And so I want, um, I want our, our guys to go. So uh, if you will look at Matthew 12, 34 with me really quickly. I want to speak about something that I really uh, kind of get passionate about. Uh, and, and I'm so thankful that... Um, our church uh, has a problem with gossip. What did he say? I'm so thankful that Community Church North Webster has a problem with gossip. Now, I didn't say we have a gossip problem. I said we have a problem with it, Miss Barbara, because I have heard, and listen, if you're new here, I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm so, I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend some time with us, but Somehow, a few years ago, an inside joke got started at this church. I have no idea how it started. And, and when someone hears someone else beginning to gossip, they'll say, I smell pancakes. I don't know how it started. Don't ask me because I literally do not know. And so if somebody's going to gossip, we'll be like, man, I know you're not pancaking over there. And so if you hear somebody talking about pancakes in this church, it's not breakfast, okay? Somebody was going to gossip, all right? And their brother, and there was some iron sharpening iron happening. But listen, we have a problem with gossip. And that's because we have really studied into this. We've really leaned into what Jesus said about this, okay? And one thing that I know as a pastor and as a person is that if you want to really have a lot of issues in your church that... Uh, will tear people apart. It's let gossip run. And so we don't do that here. And I'm so thankful. And am I saying, oh, there's a bunch of churches out there that have gossip problems. I hope that there aren't. But gossip is such an easy thing to just let it happen because you get frustrated, your feelings get hurt, and you want to just come in and say, well, you know, that person is stupid and they did a stupid thing. You know, listen, 
I've done so many stupid things in my life, I don't have a right to ever uh, really get on to somebody too hard about doing a dumb thing, okay? And so let's look at Matthew 12, 34. Jesus, we're going to look at two versions of this. Jesus says, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Ouch. Ouch. That is a rebuke and a refute for these people that are out here spewing a bunch of stuff. And let's look at this. There's another version that says it this way. It says, you have, uh, you have minds like a snake pit. Let me tell you something. I don't have a problem with snakes. I like snakes, okay? God created snakes. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm, you've heard, maybe if you watch the news a lot, you've heard of an SJW, a, a social justice warrior, somebody that gets all, all up in arms if, if somebody didn't get to go whatever bathroom they wanted to or something like that. But I'm an SJW, and a, I'm a snake justice warrior. And so if I see people killing snakes, I'm like, oh, why'd you do that? I love snakes. But let me tell you something. If I was to fall in like a snake pit, I would freak out. Because I like them, but I don't want them crawling all over me. And so what is, what is a snake pit? A snake pit is scary, okay? And so sometimes you see somebody get really uh, worked up and you say, man, you scary. Uh, uh, Jason went to work out at the gym. I'll tell this because he's not here. He went to work out at the gym with a bunch of uh, freshly graduated from high school young men one day. And he invited me. But I had, I, did, I had a little bit of wisdom, so I didn't go, all right? I didn't miss God on that. I believed, you know? And so, uh, so he went, and those guys were just doing all this crazy stuff because they're all 18, 19 years old. And he's just sitting here going, you scary, okay? And so listen, so Jesus is saying to these people, you got some scary stuff coming out of your heart and coming out of your uh, coming out of your, uh, your mouth and your mind. You have minds like a snake pit, scary stuff in there. Should be peaceful stuff in there, amen? If we want to be like Jesus, how do you suppose what you say is worth anything when you are so foul-minded? It's your heart, not the dictionary, that gives meaning to your words. Mm. A good person produces good deeds and words season after season. An evil person is a blight on the orchard. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. Have you ever said anything that you regretted? Have you ever said anything that came back to haunt you? Have you ever agreed to anything and then you thought, maybe I'll just sneak away from that and that's but you said but you said so look oh man every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you there will be a time of reckoning words are powerful take them seriously words can be your salvation and words can also be your damnation that's really good that is a really good breakdown, and that I used I used um, the message version for that. I don't use message a lot, but I like the way that that, that 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 they broke that down. I like the way that said those things because it really resonates. Come on, your words have a lot of meaning. Your words have a lot of meaning, and so you need to make sure that you are speaking life. 
that you're speaking life to people because you know that your tongue is dangerous and it has powerful of life it has the power of life and death come on you can speak death into situations and uh, we were just talking about this in grow you about how um, a lot of dads would would talk to their sons in a way to try to make them tough and really all they were doing instead of teaching their sons how to be tough and how to handle situations correctly really all these daddies were doing were um, bullying their kids and that's not going to work because when you bully somebody they become a bully eventually okay and so you've got power of life you've got the power of life and death right here in your oral cavity okay and so I want to just really really encourage you and challenge you and I like to speak on this a couple of times a year and just really prop everybody up and say hey we're gonna speak life at this church that's our culture here and I'm so thankful that we have that culture in this house that we speak life come on can somebody just say that speak life speak life into situations come on into circumstances into people come on speak life how many of you have ever been around somebody and they're just like oh man it's just like well this is just stinks this is bad what are we gonna do and sometimes I get that way, and Brittany's like, she's just like, I know she wants to slap me, but she doesn't do it, thank the Lord. All right? But, but sometimes I'll just be like, oh, man, what are we going to do about this thing that happened? And um, God just continuously shows me. Let me tell you something I did. I'm just going to tell on myself. Last week, um, I woke up. A lot of churches canceled. Uh, a, lot of our, a lot of local churches around canceled services last week for various reasons. And um, I was thinking, no, we're not going to cancel church because we had already been out. Uh, we had already missed three services, right? We missed, two, we missed two Wednesday nights and we missed a Sunday morning. Anytime that we miss a Sunday morning gathering, that's kind of a big deal because I love seeing you people. So that's kind of a big deal. And so uh, I, I, I thought about it. I talked to Pastor Daphne. I said, man, I'm not going to cancel because we saw there, there was some weather coming in, okay? And Lord knows Louisiana folks don't know how to drive on ice, okay? But what you do is you just pretend that your memo's beans are in the back of that car. And if you spit, and you're on your way to an afterglow, okay? And if you spill those beans, you're dead, all right? That's how you drive on the snow and the ice. But listen, so we talked about it. Do we cancel? Do we not cancel? I didn't want to do that. Okay, I didn't want to cancel. I wanted to be here. I wanted to gather. And so, sure enough, I walk out my front door, and it is raining, sleeting, and snowing all at the same time. And I'm like, well, great. Now what are we going to do? And so I kind of walked in here with a little bit of an attitude. And, and uh, you may know this, uh, Jared and Jason, uh, they count every Sunday morning. They count our attendance, right? And so they, they have a little form. Well, I went back there, and I got on the computer, and I was putting in my Bible verses I was going to use that morning. And I did something that God had to teach me a lesson about. God had to show me something. And I, I got a pencil, and I wrote next to the count. They hadn't counted yet. I wrote snow and ice. Because I, see, I, when sometimes when we get involved, we get ahead of ourselves, amen? We start jumping out and doing things. And so I wrote on there because I figured, oh, it's probably going to be really low. You know, it's going to be people staying home. And, and that's fine. I don't want anybody to get, you know, in a car wreck or anything. And so I wrote that on there. And then there were a lot of people here Sunday morning. <laughs> and so I was like, erase that. Erase what I wrote on there, Jason. And so, but anyway, God had to just kind of show me something, right? And I think it's good for us to always have our, our, our eyes open for those lessons that God's going to teach us. So look, so 
we need to check our heart. Check our hearts, okay? Because sometimes, sometimes we get to doing things. And maybe we're frustrated with somebody or our situation. We get a big mouth and a little bitty heart. Come on, could you say big mouth? Big mouth, little heart. Come on. And, and when you get stuck in that, you got that big mouth saying a bunch of things, and you're not, you don't have a good heart. you got a little bitty heart. You tear people apart. And that's not what Jesus is calling us to do. Come on. That's not what Jesus wants us to be doing is tearing people apart. Now, I'm not saying that you don't need to call. Maybe, maybe you've got a brother or sister in Christ, and they're doing something they don't need to be doing. Am I saying you don't need to call them out? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm telling you. But I'm saying in love, come on, you can speak to somebody and say, hey, man, I noticed that you stole um, a pack of gum at the grocery store, and I wanted to talk to you about it. Listen. There's a way that you go to somebody. Check your heart. Um, you know, I said, uh, I remember I said something to someone. We were having an argument. And this has been, man, this is probably 15 years ago, 14, 15 years ago. And um, it freaks me out that I'm able to say that. Like, well, something happened 15 years ago. And, and 15 years ago, I wasn't like uh, four, all right? It still kind of freaks me out. So, I said something. I was having an argument with somebody, and I said something, and I said it just to tear that person down because it made me feel like I won the argument. I didn't win the argument. I hurt somebody. My argument, was, at that point, it was, it was over. The argument just ended. Nobody won. Somebody got hurt, and I felt okay at the time. I felt like, oh, yeah, man, I really told them. I got them. And let me tell you something. I still think about that what I said to that person, how I demeaned them, how I tore them down, and it still bothers me. And I hope, I've never seen them again, and I hope they forgave me, but it still bothers me that I said that. Guys, we got to check our hearts. because Before we go rattling off things and saying things about people and to people, we've got to check our parts. And let me just give you this one, especially those that are close to us, because sometimes our loved ones, the people that are in our own home, we should be protecting them and building them up and trying to help them be the best person they can be. Sometimes we're the harshest to them, the ones that are closest to us, because I don't know why, really. I guess we feel like, well, they're going to forgive me. Come on, we got to do better. So check your heart. Psalm 4 says, meditate and check your heart. It says, it actually says, uh, on your bed. It says, on your bed, check your heart. Meditate and think about it. You know what my grandpa used to say to me? He would say, I want you to do this. Something would happen, and I'd be freaking. I'd be like, oh, oh, man. My grandpa, we called him Poppy, and I'd be like, Poppy, I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. And it'd be something stupid, like, you know, I'm, I'm 15, and I thought my girlfriend's going to break up with me. Oh, Poppy, I don't know what we're going to do. First of all, he told me one time, he said, do you like to fish? I said, I love to fish. He said, there's lots of fish out there. He told me that. And then when, I, when, then when Brittany and I got involved, he said, don't fish anymore. He said, give me your rod, give me your boat. You can't go fishing anymore. And so, and, and y'all, if Brittany and I, earlier in our relationship, if we ever got in an argument, I'd go talk to my grandpa because I didn't, have a, I didn't have a dad in my life, and so I'd go talk to him kind of as a father figure. But, yeah, I'd be like, Poppy, man, you know, she really made me mad. He'd be like, well, what did you do? It was, I couldn't win. It was always, oh, man. Anyway, she still holds it on my head. Uh, but he would tell me this. When I was freaking out about something, he would say, I want you to do something. I want you to lay down tonight, and I want you for 15 seconds, for 15 minutes, I want you to worry about it, and then I want you to forget it and go to sleep. And I didn't know that he was talking to me about something that's in the Bible. 
It says, meditate about these things. Check your heart. Another point I want to give you this morning is what you permit, you promote. And so I want you to get, I want you to get this in your heart. I want you to get this in your mind. If someone around you begins to speak in a way that is uh, not life-giving, that is death-bringing, I think that it's okay for us to say, hey, let's not talk about that right now. Hey, let's, let's just pray about that. And let me tell you something. Let me give you a, 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 a cheat code. If you ever want to shut down somebody that's gossiping, just say, hey, let's pray. Let's pray right now. Okay, and what will happen is uh, somebody's gossiping. They're like, oh, you know, this person made me mad. I just don't like this person because their face is crooked or something like that. You're like, hey, you know what? Let's pray. You, you lead. If you do that, I promise you they will stop gossiping. They'll probably walk away. You'll open your eyes. You'll be like, are you going to start praying? And they're gone. And so try it. What you permit, you promote. Uh, the other day. We were driving through our neighborhood, and um, I had Piper in the car with me, and I just kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell myself again, I kind of rolled through a stop sign, ah, yeah, you know, whatever. I kind of rolled through a stop sign, and she said, Daddy, you ran that stop sign. I was like, first of all, mind your business, you're six. And uh, I said, I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I ran the stop sign. She's like, that's illegal. And I said, well, Piper, I looked, I looked, all, it was a four-way stop. I looked all around. I don't see anybody. She said, so when you're old, you can run stop signs? I was like, okay, first of all, you need to slow down. <sighs> so I had to, I had to kind of explain, yeah, Piper, I'm sorry, Daddy. Daddy broke the rule. Daddy ran the stop sign. Listen, family, what we permit, we promote. Come on, get that in your heart, because I just really feel strongly with that. If someone's talking about someone else and they're, they're just attacking their spirit, they're attacking who they are, I think it's important for us as, as representatives of Jesus, I think it's important for us to say, hey, let's not talk about that. Let's pray about that person. Let's build them up. Now, are you getting on to that person? No, you're just stopping them before they make a mistake. Come on, you're doing that in care. So, uh it's okay. It's okay to intervene with, with situations and things like that. So uh, Proverbs 10 uh, says, The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. I think that maybe some of us need to have a heart adjustment. Some of us maybe don't realize, because the thing about gossip the thing about just rattling off things, running your head without having a good heart, I think that we feel like it's okay if I do this because they don't hear me, you know, whatever. I think it's okay. It's not going to hurt anybody. Number one, it's going to hurt you, okay, if you're doing that. It's going to hurt you, okay, because you're sinning. Um, so it's going to hurt you, and that person is going to know. They're going to find out somehow, somehow. Let me tell you, one of the things that, I don't know if God does this because it's funny, but I have a really bad habit of just finding things out, like, and, and helping other people get found out. There was a, a young man that had uh, left school, and um, some of y'all know this, and you're going to laugh. Uh, there was a young man, and he's not here this morning, so I'm going to tell this story. He had left school, and 
uh, his mom didn't really know. And so I saw him, and I was like, what's up, dude? How are you doing? And he was just like, hey. I was like, well, what's your problem? You think I got germs? And so I just kept like, what's up, dude, man? I'm so glad to see you. And, uh, you know, he just wasn't talking to me, so he kind of hurt my feelings, and I walked away. So that night I was at church. It was Wednesday night, and I went up to his mom. I was like, hey, yeah, I saw him today. And she was like, you did? I was like, yeah, I saw him uptown. Yeah. I, she said, no, you didn't. I said, like, yeah, I did. I, I physically touched him. She's like, he was at school. I was like, no, 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 he was there. Yeah, and then I realized, like, oh, no. Oh, no. That happened twice to that same kid and me. So, anyway, if he ever sees me in public now, he just runs away. But, um, <laughs> um, so, I just have that, that, that ability to just show up and, and get either myself or somebody else in trouble. And so, uh, I think some of us might need a heart adjustment, though. Maybe we feel like we can say things. Maybe I think a lot of people try to, they, they try to vent. And so they'll, they'll have some information on somebody else. Well, this person uh, was unfaithful to their spouse, to their spouse. And so I got to go tell somebody and I've got this, this dangerous information. This, this is going to hurt somebody. Okay. This is something you don't need to be handling, but to process that, it's almost like we've got to speak it, okay? And so we got to be careful with those things. we got to be careful. And some of us might need a heart adjustment because it makes us feel better if we can say, if we can expose somebody else's bad thing, it makes us feel a little bit better about maybe some things that we're dealing with. Come on. And so heart adjustment. Um, Jesus had compassion Come on. We want to be like Jesus. We want to walk and do everything we can to get closer to him. And that's one of the biggest things at Community Church at North Webster. We want to grow closer to Christ. Amen. And we want to do as a leadership here in this house. We want to always be doing everything we can to help other people get closer to Jesus. Amen. And so Jesus had compassion, all right? And so Matthew 20, 34, uh, Jesus had compassion. Matthew 14, 14, he had compassion. First Corinthians calls Jesus the father of compassion, okay? And so I want you to really get that in your heart. I want you to really get that in your heart, to be compassionate. And so when we're thinking about things and we're speaking about things and maybe somebody made you mad, somebody did something, they, they, you know, they did something ugly to you, okay? And you have a right to be upset. But when we get ready to speak those things out to other folks instead of to, uh, to, to God and to pray about those things, we need to check our heart and make sure we have compassion, even for those that are doing ugly things to us, amen? And uh, I love this um, the, from the Grinch. Come on. I don't know if anybody watched the Grinch. We, we usually watch the Grinch. We watch the Jim Carrey Grinch like every year. Come on. It's like a Christmas. I have to watch uh, Home Alone for Christmas season. I have to watch Home Alone. I've got to watch Elf because that's the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Uh, Wendy's not in here or she would argue with me. And I like to watch the Grinch. Okay. Those are my three like Christmas movies. Okay. But in the, uh, in, in the cartoon version of the, of the Grinch, it says, uh, the Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day, which sounds great in the book, but in reality, that sounds like a very severe and urgent medical condition. If your heart grew three sizes, that's called myocarditis, okay? 
that's dangerous, all right? So, but we want our hearts to grow, all right? We want our hearts to grow, not, not your physical blood pumping heart, but the heart of who you are to grow. Again, we want to get closer to Jesus. We want to do things more like him, amen? And so I think that we've got to get to this point where our heart is so big for people that we can't afford to say ugly things, that we can't afford, that we reverse that. Come on, we're not walking around with a big mouth and a little bitty heart anymore. We're walking around with lips that are, uh, that are speaking life and a heart that is, that is big and great and huge, amen? Because, and listen, I'm not trying to be up here with some crazy love story. Listen, I wanna grow people, and in fact, uh, when we talk about the way we love people at Community Church, the, we say we love big, we love always, and we love what? Forward, okay? That's growth, amen? And a growth is a grind. And so sometimes there's a point where you might have to say something to somebody and say, hey, I think that maybe you need to grow a little bit in this area. It's called coaching. And those, that's a good thing that you're doing that in love, amen? But uh, again, we want to have a, a heart that's, that's full of compassion, okay? And a mouth that's speaking life and, and the love of Jesus to our friends and our family and our neighbors and our community. Amen. Amen. Listen, I think that I get really frustrated. Uh, I'm, from, I'm, I'm from Spring Hill, been here my whole life. Um, and I get frustrated when people dog on my little town because you know what? Yeah, this little town's got problems, but I want you to point to any town in the world that doesn't have problems, and uh, you're not going to do it. There's not one. Um, listen, because people have problems. Come on. And so I get frustrated when I hear people write off my little town or even when I see people write off their little towns, you know, because there's people in those towns. There are people in those towns, and we've got to have compassion for those people. doesn't matter if they live way out in... Summerfield or somewhere tiny or if they live in Baton Rouge, come on, we as God's people have got to have compassion for them. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to just pray a blessing over you and, uh, and we're going to dismiss. We're not going to gather.